Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. 
Good evening. Welcome to Reconnect Mahawk Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. <clears throat> on Reconnect Mahawk, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That is 516-453. Four five three nine one one eight, or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, for those who are interested in seeing the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to reconnectmyheartpodcast.com, and you'll be able to see the video version as well as being able to communicate with me also. I want to pray that you all had a great day, and um, thank you all for y'all support, y'all love. I missed y'all uh, last week. Um, I had a great visitor to come to town. He was my little brother, and you all will be able to see him soon. Um, he will be coming to the show. I am very excited about that, but... For today, I wanted to make sure that I had brought this up because um, sometimes we forget um, the months, the significance of the months. And so this month being October, for many of us, uh, we may be aware, some may not, but this is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And this uh, movement, this awareness um, is very dear to me. It's been dear to me for many years. And uh, for those that know, I did lose my sister uh, due to domestic violence. But what it was is that uh, my desire was to be able to help and do something even while she was here. And one of the things that some years ago, Matter of fact, it was the last time that she was at my mom's house, her and I were talking, and she told me what her desires were. <clears throat> and so I said, yeah, i help you with that. It just so happened, a couple of weeks before she passed, I ended up finding a domestic violence group. Um, it was actually called Victims Crimes Unit, and I wanted to make sure that I offered my assistance, and I, I was going to link her up with them but unfortunately she passed away a couple of weeks later and so with that for me to be able to if you want to say carry the torch on behalf of my sister Sheila uh, I'm honored and those that know her and I were real close and uh, we would represent each other on many occasions and so this calls pertaining to domestic violence is so important and we have to make sure to address it. Now, one of the things I have to say, we as believers, we as Christians, we have to make sure that we acknowledge that disease, that sickness, that crime, that sin called domestic violence. Now, if you notice in the secular world, many people address certain things and certain things. 
but we cannot omit what's going on, not just in our community, but even within our churches. Domestic violence is real. Matter of fact, I want to give a special, special shout out to Crystal Floyd and Derek Floyd. They are um, founders and co-founders of uh, Domestic Violence is Real. There's no love in the lick. Uh, Domestic Violence is Real. And so that is such an important subject for us to talk about. And I know sometimes many people feel like, well, if you talk about it, it may encourage people to participate if it's sex or whatever. But understanding that educating people is so important. And so what I want to do for a few minutes is talk about the theme, you deserve better. You deserve better. You don't have to be subject to anything less than love or respect in any type of relationship, any type of relationship, regardless if it's courtship or even marriage. There are some people right now that are dealing with domestic violence, abuse, and all those things in a marriage, and they feel like they can't get out because their pastor told them, you better not get out. That is your ministry. I'm telling you from what I've heard for myself. I've heard and have had people come to me to tell me that their leaders, their pastors, their families have told them that they forbid them to leave because as long as that person is providing for you, then that's all that matters. As long as they are providing for you, then you just suck it up and take whatever because you won't be able to do better. It is better from what they've said. It is better to deal with the devil that you know versus the devil you don't know. And also, you can't do this by yourself. So, girl, sometimes you may just have to just bite your tongue or just whatever you do to pacify him so you won't have yourself abused. That's what they said. And oftentimes, people who are being abused are being made the cause of the person abusing them. Hmm. So in other words, because you say good morning and you get struck, you get punched, you get bitten, fought by the abuser, because you said good morning, well, you know, maybe maybe it would just, maybe it's the way you said it. Well, maybe, did you fix anything for them when you were saying that? Did you give them any sex before you said that? Come on now. These are some of the excuses. I've heard some crazy excuses. And I look at myself, I feel like I'm a young kid. But I've lived enough and have some experiences that I don't really share about with a lot of people because I've had many people talk to me throughout the years ever since I was small. There's a lot of things that I can say. And what I want to do, I want to share with you all because this is the time for us as believers and ministers and Christians to really zero in for us to be able to pinpoint and identify this illness called domestic violence and us to be able to help rescue some people who are held captive of that sin. That is a sin. Yes, 
domestic violence is a sin. It is a sickness, and you don't have to be subject of it. I wanted to tell you because I've, like I said, I've had somebody to tell me their pastor told them, well, you know, um, that is your ministry. You got to stay there. You know, the Bible says that God hates divorce. Yes, God hates divorce, but also God hates domestic violence too. Yes. The thing is, we'll make excuses to make a person want to stay, but one of the things I always challenge leaders, pastors, preachers, apostles, or whatever. Yes, I am a minister, yes. But one of the things I always challenge people is, you telling your congregation that they can't leave because their spouse, male or female, is abusing them or threatening them. You telling them they got to stay. But what if it's your daughter that's being abused? Don't you tell her, oh, you'll be ready to open up the doors for your daughter, okay? But you'll tell someone else's daughter they got to stay. Hmm. So whatever you would tell your biological daughter or son, you need to think about telling your your spiritual uh, son or daughter, the same thing. But understanding when it comes down to domestic violence, the first thing we have to do is number one, we for those who for those who are trying to pursue love, let's stop assuming. Let's stop jumping a gun because someone say some things that may sound nice may sound smooth. The first thing we gotta do is be in prayer and really ask God to reveal the unseen. And not only that, not only for God to reveal the unseen, but for us to be still until God give us the data of that individual. Oftentimes we jump the gun and we assume because we met somebody in church or because we were introduced by someone who we may have trusted. And one of the things I always tell people, yes, you may get a group of people, you may get a group of people who may end up, who may end up being in some type of friendship, but we can't automatically assume because this one is trustworthy that this one right here will be trustworthy also. Even though there are a group of people, we have to still make sure that we examine each and every individual not just collectively, but individually, we have to we have to examine them. We got to discern. And one of the things I always tell people: we can't give anybody our trust immediately. Trust must be earned. But unfortunately, what do we do when we see these people? We end up seeing these people, and we assume because they have nice suits, but inside they have ugly fruits. We assume because they look like, well, you know, they won't do no harm. Look here, let me tell you from firsthand experience, and those that know me, I work in the sheriff's department. I work in Dallas County Sheriff's Department. I work in the jail. And one of the things I found out, that there are some people that you would never expect for them to be a hard-nosed criminal. And that's how they have gotten over so many times, even child pedophiles. They have they don't look like the image that you would assume they would do any harm. That's how they win. But 
it's so important for us to do our homework, do our due diligence, do our homework on people. And don't assume I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning in my years. The worst thing we can do is assume. The Bible tells us, lay hands suddenly on no man. That scripture doesn't mean, well, you know, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, not lay hands on no man. Um, the scripture that means, well, actually, lay hands suddenly on no man means uh, don't give your approval or your trust to people who have not earned it. But the scripture that says, judge ye not unless ye be judged. That's the scripture I'm trying to say. Judge ye not unless ye be judged. What that verse simply means is don't assume, and that's what we do. It doesn't mean, well, only God can judge me. No, it doesn't. In its proper context, it means don't assume, and that's what we do, and we always get ourselves hurt or disappointed. We have to stop. We have to stop giving people the assumption or the benefit of the doubt when God is showing and revealing these red flags to let us know that that doubt is actual reality. But what do we do? We judge people based upon potentials instead of based upon reality. And the potential, listen, everybody got potential, but that does not mean that they're going to reach it. That does not mean that they want to reach it. And it's not your responsibility to make a person make that become their reality. It's not your responsibility. Look, that's only what God can do. And God will give them the opportunity, but he won't force their will. He won't force his will upon them. But what do we do? Well, you know, I'm going to go ahead. And listen, I found out this. We can pray for a person. We can pray for a person. But you know what prayer really is? Prayer for us. Prayer for us. Because this thing, I can pray. I can pray hard for that person. But if that person is disobedient to God and does not want to receive what God has for them, then I have to have my prayers to help me to accept that that's their will. And their will will trump God's will in their life. Why? That sounds crazy, but why? Because God is a free, God made us free will moral agents. So in other words, God gives freely. He's not going to force us. He will offer to accept or reject. And so the prayers that I'm praying is for God to help me to accept that they don't want to accept his will. So that's going to help me. To accept and recognize, you know what, I can't deal with them the way that I deal with this particular person. Now I understand the identity of this person or the character or the ethics of this person, then I have to deal with them accordingly. And so when it comes down to uh, dating or even potentially dating, then what happens, what we have to do, we have to realize that this person has to be examined. You know, what I found out, the cheap, the, the most expensive thing that we'll ever purchase in our life is a house. So what we'll do, we'll see the house, we'll inspect it, and then we have someone as an inspector to check it out. Check it out how they say from a rooter to the tutor. And then he would tell us the information 
based upon his assessment, he's a professional invest professional um, um, ex- inspector, a professional inspector that would examine, and then he would let us know, based upon my professional opinion, this is what I found out. These, well, actually, what he's going to do, he's going to show us the facts of what he has collected. Now, based on all the facts and the data, the information and everything that what he has found, now he would give his professional opinion or suggestion. Is this worth purchasing or investing? Because after a house is more than just a person, it's an investment. Is it worth it or not? But get this. We'll pay for a house, and it costs us everything. But we have to look at the value of our heart greater than the purchase of a house. And and get this. We may have to purchase the inspector. We may have to purchase the, the services of the inspector. We may have to purchase the services of a realtor, all these places, all these people. But when it comes down to our heart, the information is free, and we still don't take advantage of it. And so now what we have to do, we have to look at now when it pertains to our heart. When it pertains to our heart. Don't you know there are people right now that are watching you that mean you no good. There are people right now that's looking at what they can get out of you, not what can, not what they can invest into you, other than they're a seed to impregnate you. But there are some people that may be watching to look, oh, man, what I can get out of that person. Or what services I can get from them to make them become my servant. There are some people they first of all, their understanding of what love is may be different than yours. Unconditional love could be you giving your all to them to serve them, but in their mindset, it's not reciprocated. <clears throat> They're not looking at what they can do for you because you're going to do for them. They're looking at what they what you can do for them and what they can do for themselves. In other words, it's all about them. It's all about them. And so now God wants us to be aware of the potential of having a dysfunctional relationship with individuals. One of the things I was saying earlier, we have to understand that the devil will oftentimes bring an imitation before God reveals the real thing. That are saying there are wolves in sheep clothing. Well, understand that those times are when the devil try his best to camouflage a good person, to bring them in, to earn your trust, to seek the life out of you. Like I said, there are some people that don't mean you any good. Don't you know our enemies examine us sometimes? greater or more than we examine ourselves. 
And what happened? Oftentimes, I, I, my goodness, oftentimes we tell people our heart just like Samson. Samson ended up telling Delilah the secret of his strength. And oftentimes people think, well, the secret of his strength was his hair and all that. No, it wasn't. The secret of his strength was not his hair. The secret of his strength was his heart and covenant towards God because he was a Nazarite. See, the Bible says that when he told her his whole heart, in other words, he could have kept his mouth shut. But what did we do? First of all, the first thing he did, he was playing a game. He knew she was lying. She wanted to know where your strength lies. But he was playing games just like us. We play games with the people that we need to run away from. We keep them around but not realizing that they mean us no good. And then what happened, because he kept them around, because he kept her around, eventually he wore her down and he began to say so much. Like I said, he ended up opening up his mouth and it was his own demise. But what do we do? We do the same thing. Look, can't knock Samson when we're talking to Delilah right now, or if you were looking at the male version of Delilah, we talking to Daryl. We talking, you know, we open up our mouth and we sharing information that we should not be sharing with folks. What I found out sometimes, there are some people, because like I said, I've had people throughout the years to talk to me, even some of the people that work up there at the jail, they end up telling me some of their games that they would do. They would open up their heart and tell someone to eventually wear them down for them to reveal their heart. And some of the people, they'll end up lying just to get your truth. You get that? They will make up a story. They will fabricate a story for you to reveal your truth. And what happened when you begin to reveal your truth, now you become vulnerable. And now you're emotionally attached to this person. And you don't even know why. I and mean, when you say, well, I love them. I think I love them. Uh-uh. First of all, love is actually a word that oftentimes we overlook. And this was something God was dealing with. I'm learning about life also. Love is ultimately trust. Love is ultimately trust. So when you think about it, when you say, I love them, I love them, take out that word love and substitute it with trust. Now, ask yourself, can you say, I trust them, I trust them. If you can't trust them, but you say you love them, then why you say you love them when you don't trust them? Something to think about. And so what I want to do, I want you to know that you deserve better. You deserve better. God did not intend for you to be dealing with drama and trauma, regardless of how you grew up. And I know there are some people, well, you know, I I just, that's the way I grew up, or I always find myself loving the wrong person. Hey, look here, there's a common denominator. That common denominator is you. If you see the same type of guys, 
it's the same type of guy but a different face or a different address, then how about you take a chill pill to examine yourself? And like Patti LaBelle once sung a song, please come back and kiss away the pain. There are some people you don't want them to come back in your life. You're trying to exterminate them out of your life and allow God to heal you because you need love the way that God intended for you to have it. Not some fabricated fairy tale story where at the end, they end up taking everything that you have, abusing and manipulating your kids, separating you from your kids, from your family, and ultimately from God and from the purpose he has for you and detach yourself or separate you from you. You don't even know who you are anymore. But like I said, you deserve better. You deserve better. I want each and per, each and every person who may be looking at their relationship, I want you, I want to talk to you and ask yourself, did you wait all your life for a love like this? There are some people that have jumped into a relationship to escape pain of being alone. Yeah, they look at themselves as being alone as pain. Why? Because they don't know how to deal with themselves. One of the things I always say, you have to be able to be comfortable with that person who's in your mirror. And you have to get the healing that you need. This is something that God gave me the other day, and it blew my mind. <clears throat> There's a saying that says, love covers a multitude of faults. Now, we're not saying that, you know, you loving them will overshadow the abuse and all that that they're doing towards you. I'm not talking about that. But love covers a multitude of faults. That's from a healed perspective. That's when you heal. That's when you're whole. If you're not healed, if you're not whole, then get this. Fault or hurt covers a multitude of love. What does that mean? That means no matter how much somebody try to love you genuinely, you're going to sabotage that relationship. Even if someone give or do something for you for all their heart you're going to look at them sideways it's going to be weird why it's going to be abnormal to you why because you are used to abnormality and see a dysfunction to you is normal but a comfortable a healthy relationship is abnormal that, look, being real, there are some people that are used to chaos. They're used to drama. I've seen, matter of fact, maybe this time next week, I'm going I'm to share some videos. There are some excerpts of people being interviewed, young ladies being interviewed, and they say, what is your, what is your uh, something confession, maybe a guilty pleasure or something? There are several of them that say, I like to be choked. I like to be fought. I like to be punched. I like a roughneck. I like a guy that like to, you know, fight on me. 
I'm, and they were serious. And I know that to be true because I had a young lady, well, I'm going to throw myself under the bus because I want y'all to be able to put a face to some of this stuff. I've had some to tell me and even some to tell my friends, my good friends, good moral acting guys. If you don't hit me, you don't love me. That was the young lady that told me that directly. But also, you're too nice. You're too nice. And not realizing you go to church, you're praying to God for a good man, but guess what? When God presents a good man for you, now you don't want him. Like I said, look, those that know me, I believe in being real. Yeah, and those that know me, I speak like this in church too, but I speak more on the podcast, so that way, hey, I pay for this. This is my show that God blessed me with. So if y'all want to get the uncut version, hey, unfiltered, hey, come on on here. I give you a little uh, a footnote as a church, but when you come on over here, I'll tell you everything else. Because there are some people, well, you know, we don't need to be talking about it in the church. The devil is a lie. It needs to be talked about. If you look in the Bible, the Bible talks about everything, everything that we deal with pertaining to life. And so this is the same way we got to look at pertaining to talk about it within the church. There are people understand that even when you're trying to pursue love, don't you know God is interested in your love life? God is interested. But like I said, oftentimes people feel like they don't deserve because of their upbringing. Some people feel like they don't deserve because of their past bad choices or ill-advised choices, past choices, unwise past choices, wasn't really thinking properly past choices. I ain't going to say dumb decisions. I just say wrong decisions. Yeah. There are some right now feel like, well, I can't do no better. So get this. Get this. So in other words, if you feel like, well, you know, that's the way it is. In other words, if you're going to accept less than what God has for you, then that means you're not accepting what God has for you. So if you're not accepting what God has for you or who God has for you, then you will accept who the devil has for you. Something to think about. But you deserve better. You deserve better. I don't want to just say that and you hear it. I want you to hear from your own mouth. You say, I deserve better. Hey, like the Bible says, God got a blessing with our name on it. But how about we say our name in it? I, Brother Prater, deserve better. You Whatever your name is, deserve better. So how are you going to get that better? Consult God. Talk to God. Don't rush because the devil always try to make us rush to something when God wants us to wait for something. The devil always wants us to rush. In other words, think about it. Think about when somebody is trying to sell a used car. When someone is trying to sell a used car and they actually sell a lemon or bad car, they're going to try to hurry up and rush and have you to sign the contract. So that way, hey, now the responsibility of that lemon is no longer theirs, but it's yours. They're trying to hurry up. They're trying to have you to hurry up and sign that contract. Wait a minute. Have you to hurry up and sign that contract? Hmm. 
trying to make you sign that contract to get that lemon. Now, that sounds more than a car. That sounds like signing that lemon, signing that contract, that marriage license to get that lemon of that spouse. Get the lemon of a spouse, husband or wife. That does not mean you any good. We got to slow down and talk to God, consult with God, and wait for his response. It's better to wait for the right one than to rush to the wrong one. Don't you know God is interested in everything pertaining to our life? He is interested pertaining to every aspect of our life. Get this. I love this verse. It says, I have given you everything pertaining to life and godliness, meaning life being eternal life, being able to make it to heaven. But don't you know God wants us to enjoy some things here on earth? Not just materialistic things, but even fellowship. Some people, oh, oh, we just get ready. We just need to get ready to go to heaven. But look here, we disobeying God right here. Like I said, there are some things we end up accepting that it was never intended for God to deal with. And that's what I want us to be helped by. Be helped with making the decisions that will honor God and receive what what he has for us or who he has for us. One thing we always say, I'm going to give credit to a dear friend of mine. I call him my mentor, my favorite, favorite, favorite preacher. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but evangelist Kevin Hall, I love you and miss you dearly. He always said, the Bible will not tell you who to choose, but he'll tell you or teach you how to choose pertaining to a spouse. God will not tell us who to choose, but he'll teach us how to choose. And so in the choice that we make pertaining to who we date, who we befriend, God is trying to show us the red flags, but we have to be responsible enough to trust God and not our own understanding or our own emotion. Because look at it. In the past, our emotions got us hurt. In the past, our emotions have got us almost killed. Our emotions have made us make some terrible decisions. Still trusting your emotions instead of God. I mean, I really want us to think about it. All knowing, all seeing God, who's trying to tell us about these individuals, but yet still we, uh, uh, and God said, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you. And then we wonder why, once again, we always hurt. Well, I want you to pray for me. No, pray, wait a minute. Pray for you. You already know from the very beginning this dude was no good. You saw him. You got him. Look, you stole him from the woman that he was cheating on his wife with. You already knew all that. So if you knew all that, why you deal with that? Once again. You deserve better, but the question is, yes, you deserve better, but I want to ask you, do you want better? Do you want better? Ask yourself that. It just, it, it's just crazy. 
It's so painful of some of the things that we deal with in life, and we shouldn't have to deal with it. It was never God's intent for us to go through some of the things that we deal with. It was never God's intention. And so with that, I want each and every one of us to be mindful. Think about the person that you may have dealt with in the past. Think about it. We made some bad decisions. We made some wrong decisions. But God gave us another chance. But now that God has given us another chance, don't don't take it, don't abuse grace. Don't abuse God's grace. Don't abuse it. Don't you know, God has given us another chance for love. God has given us another chance for life. Don't you know, when you have escaped from a toxic relationship, from an abusive relationship, God God gave you a way out, not for you to go back in. And I know some people, well, you know, I love, what am I going to do? And I know some people say, well, you know, think about all the years that we were together. It was just thrown away. Let me tell you something. This is what God showed me the other day. For three years, for three years, Jesus had Judas. For three years. Jesus had Judas. Now, Judas saw the miracles that Jesus did. Judas saw the love that Jesus displayed. But guess what? Guess what? He still sold Jesus out. Now, now, he sold Jesus out. And don't you know there may be some people, that's, they with you. They with you to sell you out. They with you because of greed. In other words, they have their own agenda. But you are not responsible to convert them. That's not your responsibility. It's your responsibility to be aware and deal with them accordingly. But what do we do? I'm gonna say it. Cause I, I spoke. I spoke about this uh, to a great friend of mine earlier today. Sometimes, what do we do? We see somebody who not qualified for your heart, and now when you realize that they're not qualified for their for your heart, now what you do? Now you try to shift to try to insert. Bible verse and scriptures to minister to them while you are still trying to insert your heart. In actuality, that's witchcraft. And why do I say that? Because your purpose and your motive is not for them to be saved to glorify God, but it's for your own personal gain. But what happens when you do that, you set yourself up for failure. You set yourself up for disappointment. Because what if this person end up being appreciative and doing what God have them to do and accept the calling that God have in their life, and they say thank you and they move on with someone else, and they end up living happily ever after with that other person? Now, what do you do with your heart? 
Would you be disappointed? Would you be angry because all the work you did, you helped them here, you have you were there for them, you were there ride and die, and they end up giving the reward to somebody else? But see, once again, you got to ask yourself, did you do it for love or did you do it for ministry? Did you do it for love or did you do it for God? Did you do it for God's love or did you do it for your own love? Did you do it for God's heart or did you do it for your heart? So if you did it for God's heart, then you have to leave your heart out of it. Something to think about. So understand that oftentimes that's when the manipulation comes. That's when the witchcraft comes because we have an agenda. We have a purpose. We have a motive. And the motive is not authentic. Hmm. So we have to think about it and ask yourself, why are you doing this for this person? Now, don't get me wrong. There may be somebody that may be, you know, somebody you may really be interested in. But you have to look at them. If they never change, would you still be happy with them? If they never change. In other words, you got to accept them for who they are. Not no, well, see, you know, I, I can help them. I can help. Uh-uh. Look here. If God ain't helping them right now because they refuse God's help, what makes you think that you're going to have them to accept your help? Also, is that your assignment? Is that is is that all that you're good for is to just help somebody else but you're neglecting yourself? No, that's not love. First of all, you got to help yourself. And then also help your family, help your children. You can't neglect yourself. Don't you know the right relationship, it fits in like a glove. But if it does not fit, then it's letting you know that it's not suit for you. In other words, it's not custom made for you. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, those that know, I was a big admirer of Prince. And he wore some pretty cool stuff. But imagine me getting some of his custom made outfits to put it on. Yeah, it looked nice on him. But let me put it on. That same outfit that looked good on him, it would not look good on me. Why? Because, number one, I'm I'm bigger than the prince. But also, on the same token, what if it does not fit with my personality? So it's, it's always important for us to ask God who is custom made for us. God knows us more than we know ourselves. God knows us better than we know ourselves. So we got to listen to him. Consult him. And also when it comes down to dating, when it comes down to, you know, evaluating someone, do our homework. Check, recheck, and check again. See them in every weather. See them under every condition because you might see them in the summertime where everything is going well. Oh, they hallelujah, praise the Lord. They have their Bible in their hand. How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. But catch them. See them in the fall. 
or see them in the spring, and they up here cussing, they up here throwing gang signs and all that stuff, that same person that you saw in the summertime that was smiling may be doing some ungodly trickery in the fall. Um, spring. The springtime, what I found that I found that a couple of weeks ago, I found that that you know one of my one of my uh, actually one of my niece told me that her favorite time of the season is the spring. She loves when it rains. She loves when the weather is bad. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> but then I begin to start thinking. Sometimes bad weather reveals the strength or reveals people that were not intended for you. Tornadoes, there are this, there are bad weather, there are storms, sometimes it may be ice. But then also, if you need help, those that can will. But those that don't want to, won't. There's a lot, it's a lot of revelation that we can get pertaining to the seasons. And don't you know, when spring passed, winter, spring, summer, fall, what happens after that? The cycle starts over. So what happened, you want to make sure that you got somebody that can handle all seasons, all purpose, but also you and what you can handle, what you can deal with. But love is not complicated. But oftentimes it becomes complicated because we end up thinking with the wrong vice. We don't we don't date for purpose sake. We don't date we date sometimes because of temporary thing. Oh, that girl got a nice shape. Oh, that boy, he got a nice figure or he got a nice physique or he got money. Yeah, he got money now. But what happened if his health declines? Oh, he got a six pack right now. Oh, he can bench press a truck. But what happened if he gets hurt? What happened if things, you know, if life does a song by New Edition that says, can you stand the rain? And sometimes we end up, we end up choosing people. Let's be honest. Sometimes we choose people. They're pretty eye candy. They're good eye candy. Good for taking photos with, but they have no substance. That's male or female. You know, when it comes down to crush time, when it comes down to crush time, the main thing, ask yourself, do I have somebody that's praying for me? I'm going to say it like this. I got I to gotta throw this on there. It's a beautiful thing to have your significant other praying for you. It is so beautiful. And I'm not talking about praying with a hidden agenda or motive, but someone that's going to build you up, someone that's going to steam you. You can have a crazy day at work, but when you have somebody, regardless of you dating or married to them, but if you have somebody by your side that's holding you up, maybe, what? oh, don't even worry about that. You know what, God got you. You know, I thought about you or even texting you, I'm thinking about you. God, God going to carry you through this. You my man, or you my you my lady, you know, that's what's needed, you know. 
Because to be honest with you, I don't care. I don't care. And this is, I'm saying what men, what a real man needs. What a real man needs, he needs a lady that's going to pray for him and not just feed him physically, but feed him spiritually and mentally. Someone that's going to feed his intellect. Someone that's going to talk to him. And also vice versa. For the ladies, the ladies need that man that's going to pray for them, that's going to protect them physically, mentally, spiritually. So can you offer that? Right now, for those who are single, right now, yeah, true love does exist. True love does exist. But right now, be praying for your future husband. And also be praying for your future husband's wife. Fellas, be praying for your future wife. And asking God to help you to pray for your future wife's husband. Be praying for your marriage right now. Don't just pray for your marriage on a wedding night. But pray for your marriage right now. Pray for your marriage. I didn't just say the wedding. Pray for your marriage because the wedding is a day, but the marriage is a lifetime. So much for the wedding, but we omit the marriage. And God is trying to help us to be aware of those that will have their staying power to after, have their staying power for their marriage, not just for the wedding. Because many people show up for the wedding. Many people be at the altar. Many people be there and be there for that wedding. But when trying times come, they want to tap out in the marriage. When trying time, when hardship comes, when life, when the storms of life is raging, we sing the song, Lord, stand by me. Yes, the Lord is standing by you, but where's your spouse? Where's your husband? Where's your wife? They gone. They vamped. They got a Chinese name. Look, they got a Chinese name, one gone. Where they at? They gone. Why? Some of them, they may have that fight or fight syndrome. And God wants you to be aware of who has that. You know, I I, I, I just, I want the people of God, and especially I'm bringing this up because I see a lot of it within the church. And and we're we're mis we're misrepresenting God. We are misrepresenting God pertaining to our courtship, pertaining to our love life, pertaining to our marriages. We saying, oh, you know, I want you to come to our come to our church. We're like, wait a minute, didn't I see y'all at Walmart cussing each other out? Well, you know, uh, things happen. No, look here, there are some things that can be avoided. Now I do understand, you know. You be two different individuals from two different cultures, two different whatever, background or whatever. But some of this stuff could be avoided. If you already know that this person, look, you already know this person is, uh, smokes or drinks before you married them, in your courtship, everything was cool. Or even, let's be honest, let's just say you dated a young lady and she might be, you know, wearing something revealing. You don't say anything because it's cute. It's cute. You end up dating her, now you marrying her, and now you want her to change because you're saying she revealed it. Well, that's where she was before you met her. 
or that guy. All he want to do is go out to the bar. All he want to do is hang out with the bar, play Xbox and all that stuff. That's who he was before he met you. That's who he was when y'all were courting. And it was no problem. But also, if you already know that's how he is, hey, that's him. So if you already know from the very beginning, don't expect it going to the marriage and then making him change. No, that was him. You know, so I just I just have to bring it up, but when it boils down to it, what do you think that you deserve? You have said what you think you deserve. What you gonna do about it? Oh, you gonna trust God? Okay, okay. That's that sound. That sounds so good. Oh, that sounds good. But are you willing to sit down and do what God tell you to do? Are you willing to be patient? But you say you're going to trust God. You're tired of the disappointment. Are you tired? Are you tired of the disappointments? Or are you tired of just being by yourself? What are you tired of? Are you tired of making the wrong decision? Are you tired of not consulting God? Don't you know God knows everything? I want us to understand that. God knows everything. So how about we consult him? Responsibility to try to do any thinking. It's our responsibility to consult him and take instructions from him and wait and then execute whatever he tells us to do. This is an open book test. But instead of us going to the book and obeying what the book says, and even the author of the book. But we want to recreate, we want to we wanna redo the real, recreate the wheel. And we wonder why we're wasting time and energy and resources. So when it pertains to love, you do deserve better. But also in deserving better, how about you do yourself better? Take care of you. Take care of wild you. Take care of your kids. Because for the ladies, you're not just choosing your potential husband, but you are choosing the children's potential father-in-law. Excuse me, stepfathers. You're choosing your children's potential stepfather. And I've seen, I've, like I said, I've seen in the jail, I've seen many men who tolerate their lady and hate the latest children. I've seen it. How's he treating your kids? How's he treating your daughter? How he's treating your son? Is he treating them as if it's theirs? Hey, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And not only that, but I know sometimes co-parenting, with someone else could be difficult. But you have to look at ladies, if you already know you're jumping into a situation where he give he already had a problem with his children's mother and she slicing tires and she cussing out and going to his job and, you know, cutting up. You have to look at and ask yourself, is it worth it? Let's be real. Because what he's doing to them She'll do it to you and worse because you, in her mindset, is getting everything pertaining to what she's supposed to have. 
She worked so hard to to have him to change. She worked so hard to to get him in this place, and now here's somebody else just gonna walk in and recoup. No, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen some nice looking young ladies down there at the jail, but you look at their charge. They're in there for murder. They're in there, blah blah blah. They attitude horrible. I'm like, ooh, Lord, uh-uh. That's why I tell people, look here. You got to look at the whole package of the person, not just the rapper. That rapper is deceitful. Yeah, pretty rapper. But when you begin to listen to them, they every other word is a cuss word. And, oh, they got boxing games better than Mike Tyson, baby sister. So, no, you're dealing with And also to that guy, fellas. If you already know that that young lady, it's like she's playing games with the children's father. She's denying the children's father of seeing his children. Think about it. So if she's playing and always led by her feelings, then it's just a matter of time when she gets upset with you. She's going to do the same thing, if not worse. So I really want you to be proud about the decisions that you make. Like I said, you deserve better. You deserve to have what God wants for you. So when you know that, then you can be able to pray to God for the decisions in life. Understand that he has everything mapped out for us. And don't you know, God doesn't mind for us to get married and date. No, he made us fellowship with people. God did not make us an island. Even when we look in the Genesis, he saw animals had pair of tools for everything. But when he saw Adam, there was nothing for him to enjoy. So God put him to sleep and got a real about Eve. So when you look at it, for the ladies, yeah, there's nothing wrong with pursuing love, asking God for love, ask God to help you, to heal you, heal you, and for your husband to be able to identify you and for you to identify your husband that's going to love you, treat you right, and look, have peace in the house, fellas. Asking God to help you to find your helpmate. Find your helpmate, not your hurtmate, but find that lady that's going to love you, that's going to respect you, that's going to respect the kids, that's going to try to bring y'all closer together with y'all family and vice versa. But when you get somebody that's dividing your family and you notice that they don't get along with your family or they don't get along, you don't get along with their family, Something to think about. One thing I always say, when dysfunction, when a dysfunctional family meets somebody that's functional, then that functional person is abnormal to that dysfunctional family. Hmm. Remember the show, uh, the TV show called The Monsters? There were Eddie Monster, Lily Monster, Herman Monster, Grandpa, and Lily. Well, Lily was the niece. She was a beautiful young lady. 
But all the rest of them, all the rest of them, they were monsters. Well, every time Lily ended up bringing somebody home and she talked about her family, the person that would go home with her would assume that, oh, they were beautiful just like her. But when they saw Herman Monster, Eddie, um, uh, I, I forgot uh, Herman Monster wife's name. But when they saw all of them, you know what? They ran. <laughs> they ran. See, as beautiful as Lily was, she was actually the oddball. Even though she was in an odd family. She was in an odd family, but that odd family was normal in that house. But Lily was abnormal. Even though in society she would be normal. So that's why it's so important for us to know who we're dealing with. And so with that being said, I want each and every one of us to be prayerful in the decisions that we make pertaining to love. Also understand God did not make you a punching bag. So why should you have to accept that? You don't have to accept that. Don't you know as long as God is on the throne, he will provide a way out. He will give you shelter. He will give you peace. But mean business, like I said, you know, when we deal with people, my thing is, I don't want you to just come to me and vent for me. I hate when people vent to me because you know what it says? You want to tell me the problem, but you don't want to listen to the solution or you don't want to listen to any suggestions. You just want to talk. I don't have time. We don't have time for that. Look, a real man, he don't just hear. He like to put things into action. Oh, something needs to be done? Hey, let's do it. But see them boys, oh, they talk a game. They talk a game and, oh, man, I got I got this. I'm going to do, uh-uh. And what are he doing? He's selling you wolf tickets. He give you false hopes and dreams. Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. That's what he's giving you. Nah. A real man put things in motion. A real man, oh, look, this is what we're going to do. I want you to examine yourself. And first of all, anything in the past you may have dealt with, give it to God. And I don't like just saying, oh, we're going to give it to God, but we talk about not just giving it to God, but telling you or teaching you how to give it to God. That means you write it down. Write down everything. Be real and be transparent with God. Be real and be transparent. Don't hide anything. And this is, look, regardless if it's embarrassing to you or not, no, do it because it's for your healing. Whatever it takes is for your healing. If they tell me right now, I got to dance and do the cabbage patch and to to have my son uh, rescued from debt, guess what? I'm going to dance. I'm going to Break dance, matter of fact, I'll do the hat. <laughs> you know, I'll do, I'll do the rerun dance, whatever. I'll do that because what's more important is for me to see my son financially free. I'm using that as an example. Well, what would you do? What would it take for you to break, break free from hurt, from pain, from drama, from low self-esteem, all this stuff? Well, that's what you need to do. And God want to give you the tools to help for you to do whatever needs to be done. 
for you to be able to get the healing and not just be healed from the past, but be whole from the past, be delivered, be set free. Regardless of the names that you were called in the past, that's not your identity. That's not your purpose. The devil sometimes will even use abuse physically, emotionally, psychologically, even spiritually. The devil will even use that to plant a seed to discourage you from receiving the true love God has for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may have broken free from that toxic relationship, but you still got residue on you that's preventing you from moving forward in life. And that's what we're going to pray against right now. Don't you know the Bible tells us that he comes that we may have life and have it more abundantly. We mean a better quality of life. So the quality of life that you have right now is it the abundant life that God spoke about in the Bible, that Jesus spoke about in the Bible? Oh, it's not? Okay, so let's zero in and say, you know what, God, my life right here is not lined up with your word. So now what I've made crooked, you make straight. God, whatever I did to cause this, God, I repent before you. I apologize. Now help me to learn from this mistake. And like I said, if we just be honest and be real, God can help us. But as long as we're not as long as we are in quote unquote denial or we lying to ourselves, we're missing the blessing and the purpose that God has for us. So God wanna help us in whatever the situation that we're dealing with. God wanna help us, God wanna cleanse us, and He can do it. There's nothing too hard for God. All things are possible through Christ. All things about the Bible also tells us great is he that's in us is he that's in the world. So the same God that took care of the Israelites want to take care of you. That pain that you dealt with in the past, we can leave it in the past. And know that God cares about you and God is concerned about your love life. God is concerned about your courtship. God is concerned about your past hurt, past mistakes. Or even current mistakes, current hurt. But also, God wants you to forgive yourself for any bad decisions you made or wrong decisions you made in the past. As we get ready to pray, you know where you stand before God. You know where you stand for yourself. You know where you stand at with God. You know where you stand with yourself. But also, I feel the need to say this. God wants you to forgive any and everybody in the past. Regardless of what they did, even if They didn't ask for it. Even if they didn't change, that's regardless. Look, that don't even matter. The main thing is that forgiveness, it ain't for them. It's for you. That forgiveness is cutting the spiritual umbilical cord between you and them. So once you cut that cord, they can't feed you no more. Understand that God wants you to be healed and whole from any and everything that they're trying to do. And know that God has a purpose and plan, and in spite of what we dealt with, God still loves us and still have our best interest at heart. Say, Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. So, God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help us in every area of our lives right now, God. Help us mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially right now, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, for those who may have dealt with uh, abusive
toxic relationships in the past, God. We speak right now, God, that you heal their heart, heal their minds right now, God. Even when the devil trying to put PTSD, we bind that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak right now, God, those who may be in a questionable relationship that they trying to consult you, trying to get some advice from you, God. Helping God to hear you crystal clear, God. And we're speaking, God, that you make visible every red flag, every yellow flag, or even every um, white flag or green flag right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help us forgive ourselves, God, restore our minds, restore our hearts right now, God, in the name of Jesus, and help us, God, to be the men and ladies that you call for us in this day and time right now. In the name of Jesus, we find everything that the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you right now, God, for helping us, God, to praise you in the midst of the storm, praise and magnify you, God, and obey you, God, in the midst of whatever life may come right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, for reconciliation, God, with us and you and also us with ourselves right now, God, us and our families right now, God. Help us, God, to know the purpose and the intent, God, that you have for us in our life right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking right now, God. Even for the bereaved family, God, the Greer family, God, the the Lewis family, God, comfort them, be with them right now, God. Massage their broken heart right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you right now, God, for what you're doing, but most importantly, everything that you are right now, God. You are our Savior. You are our Redeemer. We love you right now, God. We adore you right now, God. We worship you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of y'all who are tuning in. If you want to get in contact with me, Brother Prater, that's Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. of Paul. <coughs> Got choked. P.S. and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. You will see me, uh, for those who want to get on Facebook, you will see me, um, Brother Prater. <coughs> and uh, <coughs> I'm on Facebook. I do daily devotions. I do uh, videos and uh, also uh, on my website, I have a website, brotherprater.com. You see my data devotion, my videos. Also, you can go to what says calendar. You see my personal appearances. Also, uh, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men their needs and their responsibility towards their family, their children or their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, you know what? I forgot. I should show it. <laughs> First, a few good men right here. And it's not just for men, but it's also for ladies, too. <clears throat> also, the next book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. Uh, this is a story pertaining to my sister, Sheila Prater, who's no longer with us, um, you know, I mentioned about her earlier today, but she was my homegirl, still is. She was my homegirl. I love her dearly. I love her dearly. But um, she was she was a lot to me. She was more than my sister. She was my friend, my classmate. And so 
even though she's no longer with us, but she meant so much to so many people. And I don't want to go through what we went through. You know, um, that's why one of the reasons why I'm passionate about what I do. And so with that, I want us to be more responsible. And just in case you are in an abusive relationship or toxic relationship, get help. Tell, don't just tell somebody, tell everybody. You're not dealing with this alone. Don't feel like, well, I got myself in this. I can get myself out of it. Uh-uh, no. We are family. We don't have to know each other. We don't have to be related by blood. We can be related by love. But tell somebody, tell somebody, get the local authorities involved. Yes, get the local authorities involved. And even if you press charges, hey, don't back out. If there are some abuse, don't let them talk you out of it. Follow through with it. Keep it documented. And I'm going to say this real quick, and then I'm going to give another announcement. But I have to say this. Some people feel like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, well, you know, I got myself in this. You know, I can handle this. But you don't understand. If something happened to you, you gone. And now your family has to be left with the dust, with the residue of the stuff that was remaining behind. But also, I'm going to tell you something. You don't want to put your family through that. You never get over it because you're going to always think about them. And I know there are some people, and I'll be honest with you, there are some people that ask me all the time, man, how are you doing? How are you doing? And to be honest with you, I say I'm doing fine because that's all I know. But don't think because y'all see me on the video, oh, well, you don't bother June. It don't affect June. It don't affect Brother Prater. Man, look here. I'm going to be honest with you. Transparency moment. My mom and dad have four boys and one girl. And the person that killed my sister, the person that killed my sister, he killed all of my sisters. I had one. My, my, my brothers had one sister. My mom and dad had one daughter. But I have no more sisters. I have none. Yeah, I got some play sisters, but it doesn't match up to Sheila. It doesn't match up to Sheila. I hope, I hope this resonates with someone, how serious domestic violence is. Yeah. I have no more sisters. Yeah, I can smile, I can laugh, but when Sheila and I were together, oh, it was it was on and popping. And we're not just talking about oh y'all crazy. No, look here, how how we were in school is how we were at home, and especially as adults, man, <clears throat> those that know me, the night that the night that she got killed. I was going to have her over at the house because that was my sister. I wanted her to spend the night. Yeah, grown kids. You know, me spending night at her place or me spend, uh, her spending night at my place. Yeah. We were friends. But now, I don't have a friend named Sheila Freda no more because of domestic violence. And don't ever feel like, well, it'll never happen to you. 
Well, you may not go in with the intent of hurting somebody, but that does not mean that somebody going in with the intent of not hurting you. Or do you really know the person that you may be pursuing? Do they have anger management problems? You know? Hmm. Something to think about. So, with that being said, um, this coming Saturday, this coming Saturday, I will be uh, speaking. I will be speaking. Um, 3206. Okay, I'm going to make sure. I had. Okay, I'll be doing a, a domestic violence awareness brunch. It's coming Saturday from 11 to 3 p.m. Oh, here it is. From 11 to 3 p.m. Um, matter of fact, while I'm talking, I'm going to look for it. <laughs> while I'm talking, I'm going to look for friendship, friendship. Oh, here it is. <clears throat> okay. It is right here. Um, it's going to be... Oh, shucks. I just had it. Okay. It's going to be at... Pantergo Lions Club, three five three five Marathon Street, Pantingo, P A N T E G O, and the zip code is seven six zero one three. Yeah, I'll be there this coming Saturday from eleven a.m. to three. Yeah, so. With that being said, I appreciate you all. I love you all. I thank y'all for the opportunity to listen. And, you know, this is the subject that I'm going to be talking about for the rest of my life, domestic violence. And um, I I will say this, one last thing. For those who may abuse women, or even for women who abuse men, how about get some help? Get some help. And women who deal with abusive guys or men who deal with abusive women don't feel like you can be you can rehabilitate them. That ain't your job. It ain't your job. So with that being said, I appreciate you all. I love you all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night.